Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Top five grades for recent hires. Now, there's uh, a DC hire, an OC hire, and three uh, head coaching hires in this, but thought I would uh, get you guys' thoughts on this. Uh, also, a story I don't know if we got to today. We might have missed it, but we didn't bring it up. Ryan Grubb, uh, no longer the Alabama offensive coordinator, going to the Seahawks yep. as their OC. He's so, following. Yeah, well, yeah. so was the offensive line coach following yeah. Grubb to. Seahawks, who was at Washington and then Alabama. Yeah, so Kalen DeBoer's got a little bit more work to do uh, in filling out his staff, but we'll see what he does there. Maybe he steals another G5 coach uh, for for one of those jobs. You never know. Number five, this one might have flown under the radar a little bit. Uh, Wink Martindale is now the Michigan defensive coordinator under Sharon Moore. This, and this is probably going to be a short-term thing because he might be back in the NFL, uh, but with what they do have coming back on defense, although they lose lose some dudes uh when you talk about Santa Drill, chris jenkins uh michael barrett junior colson all gone but they do have some dudes on that defense and some guys who can play i think Braden mcgregor's leaving as well uh this is an a plus because this is one of the best defensive minds uh, in the nfl uh he and brian dayball at the giants uh, just didn't see eye to eye anymore but this is a huge hire as far as strategy goes i don't know what kind of recruiter he'll be but i do think that we're seeing more and more of Okay, you coach, we've got a big staff that can recruit. The position coaches are going to do that. You can come in and be a closer for us. But I think this is a great strategic hire as far as X's and O's goes for Michigan. Yeah, it had been out of college for two decades plus. Uh, so it's going to be a, a big uh, return uh, to uh, the landscape and a much different landscape than when he last left it, that's for sure. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna. you're going to worry about him dabbling too much with NIL offers and all that kind of stuff. I think he's just going to – worry more about coaching football and coaching defense and I mean for a guy who uh, was a part of the Ravens for so long I mean he couldn't really ask for much better uh, with his experience and the people that he's been alongside and the, the teams that he's coached so yeah I think that's a, a terrific hire on paper for uh, the Wolverines I get nervous about the 
the transition, though. Then I think about Phil Snow, who was in the NFL and others, but uh, obviously a guy that – and Michigan, that's a nice – considering they could have – like this could have like lingered for a while, so well, good look, for them. Look, now that you have these big recruiting staffs, I think that you can probably have a coach or two in your staff that is – you know, emeritus when it comes to recruiting. Mm-hmm. Like, just come in and talk to the guys. Like, make them feel comfortable. Close a guy yep. if we need you to. But, you know, Wink Martindale's not going to have to go to, you know, Cedar Cedar Ridge High School to go talk to a guy. That, like, when he comes into the visit, like, hey, this is Wink Martindale. He coached, he coached uh, you know, Haloti Nada. Oh, really? What do you know about that? Like, those are the things he's going to be there for. Yeah, and I know his Giants tenure didn't last very long, nor – was it a very good ending because they were not a very good defense? But uh, I think there's more reasons in play than just you know to think that that's just going to carry over to Ann Arbor now, and that's no, it doesn't work like that. So no, I think uh, as far as experience and uh, coaching tree and just the players he's been around and all those different types of things, I think that's a really solid hire for Sharon Moore. Yeah, number four, Chip Kelly. Ohio State offensive coordinator, this is an A hire. I think it's an upgrade over Bill O'Brien. I think this actually is one of those weird coaching moves that kind of worked out for everybody. Now, Bill O'Brien was an interesting hire for Ohio State. I just never thought that he fit what they're trying to do there uh, or kind of the vibe. And he, you know, clearly kind of wanted to be a head coach again, and and that's what he is at, at Boston College. And we'll talk about him in a second. But with Chip Kelly becoming their offensive coordinator, this is another one where they're probably not going to make him recruit that much. And when they do, it's going to be to close an, an A-type player. Let's get this done. Uh, and you talk about you know what the offense is going to be for a quarterback. Look, they've they he's been very good at developing quarterbacks in his career. Uh, look, the the most recent one that you can say happened was was Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, who was great at UCLA. Appears to be a guy who. Has has some staying power in the NFL, at least as a backup uh, during his career. I think I think this is great for for Ohio State. It's probably going to work out for Chip Kelly, and he and Ryan Day are friends. So now the pressure's off him, and we'll we'll probably see kind of a different Chip Kelly we've seen over the last decade and a half of football. Yeah, I think uh, is that an A? Is that, that gray is just a an right? A? Okay, just an A. Gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, on paper it's as, as good as I mean, what what other name out there other than if you will get like Lincoln Riley or something? Yeah. Are you going to get that's better splashier than Chip Kelly? Um, obviously, a lot going on out in Westwood that led to him uh, eventually deciding that uh, he'd rather be an OC in Columbus than be the head coach in LA, um, which is still just I, I don't know. We still got to wrap our heads around that move a little bit more, even if it was imminent that he was going to be gone sooner rather than later, or even if he didn't want to recruit anymore. That's still just that's wild to see somebody leave a Big Ten coaching job, head coaching job to go take a Big Ten OC job. So that's that's wild to me, but yeah, I mean that's a that's an A hire as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't know how you could have done much better if you're the Buckeyes. Number three, Deshaun Foster, UCLA, the new head coach. I'll give it a B minus right now, just because we don't know anything about him as a head coach. It could wind up being an A plus hire. We have no idea, uh, but he is. You heard John Wilner if you did uh, about an hour ago talking about what he is actually up against when it comes to uh, how they uh, allocate their resources when it comes to athletics, how much they really care about it. But I do think this: if you're a program like UCLA who has never really been able to break through. Hiring an alum is is 
probably a better idea, at least in the short term, because you go to the Big Ten, you're going to have some kind of exciting things going on, and then you have someone who loves your program who can tell people why he loves your program, was successful in your program as a player and as a coach, uh, and, and believes in it. So that might be a better sell for right now. Plus, you keep the roster together. You don't have to get into a coaching search in February, which nobody else is doing, uh, and it is is problematic because there's a lot of guys you might have been able to get before that have already moved they've already bought a house they've already decided to work on this thing and then taking that job would put them behind the eight ball as much as they don't want to be the ucla coach plus if deshaun foster's unsuccessful and you're one of those other guys you can just you know ring that doorbell again when when it comes open during a normal time so I think it's a B-minus right now, but I'm intrigued by it because I like it when people hire outside the box and give people a chance that haven't been head coaches before. You never know someone's good at something until you give them a chance. Yeah, I think you pretty much hit on everything there. So I'll just add that, uh, yeah, I think that you don't know until you know, and there's nothing to say this is a bad hire right now, and there's nothing to say it's a great hire. There's the reasons you listed as for why it makes sense for UCLA, the familiarity and all that. So I think given the predicament that they were in, that's not a job that probably most anybody's going to leave their current sitting gig for. Um, that's in a similar situation, so you're you're limited already there. This isn't like the coaching carousel is all active right now. So, um, yeah, I think that that's a move that makes sense. And best of luck to Deshaun Foster. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I couldn't possibly give an accurate grade on whether this is a great hire. I don't think anybody can. Yeah. Uh, it's just too, too soon and too many unknowns. But, I mean, best of luck to him. And, and certainly I think having a guy that knows the issues in play is better than having somebody walk in and be like, wait, I didn't sign up for this, or this is worse than I thought. It's No, he, he's going to understand the culture already and kind of how things operate. You wonder if there, there was no transfer portal, if that would have been the hire. Probably because not. Because part of this hire was he can perhaps, you hope, keep everything, for the most part, from falling apart, like we've seen with some other places. And that's going to happen in some cases anyway, but you hope that that's not, hey, let's bring in Deshaun, everyone knows him, rather than he's the one we think can win and help this program succeed. I mean, he might have still been the hire after a process, but they would at least have had time for a process. Yeah, exactly You don't right. have time for right. one now. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, who, who's to say? He, he could have still been the guy. But, no, certainly I think when you see hires – having to be made as quickly as this one was having to be made, then, then yeah, that's, that's a product of just the environment that the NCAA and college football has found itself in. Number two, Bill O'Brien at Boston College. I'll give this one a B. Uh, and the reason I'm not giving it an A, uh, just because, you know, I, like, I don't think he's going to innovate. I don't think he's going to do anything that, that makes Boston College a destination. But uh, Boston College has, in its history, had some F hires. You know, some guys that just – aren't going to fit there. And I thought Jeff Halfley was a good hire, but again, he didn't want to do this anymore. And he had gotten them to a point where they're a, they're a bowl team this year. But I think Bill O'Brien can get Boston College to a point where they're consistently a six, seven, eight win team. Maybe they do. The last time they were really kind of scary was Matt Ryan was their quarterback. Maybe they do find a Matt Ryan and keep him there and, and do that and win some games and, and, and challenge for an ACC title. Maybe that does happen. But what Boston College needs to focus on, especially in the new era of college football, is finding a coach who wants to be there, who wants to stay, who wants to build consistency, and is not, uh, you know, there for a stepping stone. I don't think Bill O'Brien's at that point in his career. He seems to want to be back in Boston. So I think this is a good hire for them. This will provide consistency that maybe they haven't had in, in, in quite some time. Well, I mean, I think that they have, though. I think that if you look at Jeff Adazio, or Steve Adazio and then Jeff Halfley, uh, the last 
te- decade or so uh, plus. I mean, they've been pretty consistently six and seven wins. I mean, pretty consistently year in and year out. There was the off year two years ago for BC with Jeff Halfley, with they had three wins, but other than that, he won six, six and seven. Adazio seven, seven, three, seven, 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 six. So that's pretty consistent. But can he? take that torch and run with it some more, or can he take it to where Tom O'Brien had it in the early 2000s when they weren't just a 6-7-8 win or lower machine and they could actually go in double-digit games? I think that's what your hope is with Bill O'Brien is that he can take them and kind of take them out of how steady yeah. that they've been in so, so many ways and, yeah, be there and, uh, and be there for a while and really build something up. So, yeah, I think it's a really good hire for them. I, you know, what are your expectations at Boston College? Your expectations right now – are to do bare minimum what you've been doing, which is basically bare minimum getting bowl eligible. Be a bowl every year. team. Yeah. Uh, they have had some names in that program: uh, Jack Bicknell, Tom Coughlin, Dan Henning, Tom O'Brien. So they've had some. That, I I get this feeling that Bill O'Brien, because maybe he looks or sounds or is boring, that he's not a good football coach. He's a pretty good football coach. He also went to Penn State when nobody else really wanted to, and and took over that job, and so. I, I just kind of get the feeling, and I, maybe it's maybe it's me. Um, I wouldn't hire him to be the Ohio State head coach, but at Boston College, he's fine. Yes, That's absolutely, absolutely fine. Yep. And, yeah, if he wasn't a good football coach, unlike everybody who types that out, then I don't think that the people who have been hiring him would continue to hire him. Yeah. It's like a lot of people who know football seem to really like the guy. Nick Saban hired him. I mean, yeah. so I don't really, I don't really – get that but yeah it's bland or it's not as exciting as this offense or whatever I I can understand but it's also Bill O'Brien the head coach not Bill O'Brien the offensive coordinator and there is a difference there and so for BC I think it's totally fine Um, but yeah can you break through the the six seven wins each year and can you win bowl games consistently they've won one bowl game in like the last uh, 10 years or so or no excuse me two in like the last 10 years so um, and in between that you've had a handful of losses and a handful of non-appearances so he can definitely stand to improve them uh, a bit number one Sharon Moore at Michigan uh, I guess it's an A minus like maybe had they gotten time to do a deeper coaching search that could have found a bigger name but look this is a guy who went 4-0 in the interim role this year absolutely um, you know uh, in, especially in, in dire situations, Penn State didn't know he was going to be coaching that game until Friday night. Uh, Ohio State, which is, I mean, the biggest rivalry in the sport maybe, uh, and came out on top uh, every single time. He is absolutely ready for this gig. I think he'll do wonderful at Michigan. They keeps the roster mostly together. Uh, and again, the only reason to say minus is like, yeah, maybe they could have gone had they had time to do a deeper coaching search. But even if they did, I think they probably would have still landed on Sharon Moore, a guy who's an up and comer uh, and certainly has, um, you know, the, the market corner on that team there uh, right now, as far as the roster and the guys staying and all that. So I, I think this is an A minus hire again, just because they didn't really get to kick the tires on anyone else, but still a, a really good hire. You wonder uh, the systems in place. He was a part of that. Can he also now tweak it to be what's good for him while also keeping what has helped them become successful? And I hope that he does. I, I what he did under the circumstances I thought was pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, he did a really good job. So uh, that played into just the overall package of the other um, attributes that are um, part of just the, the I guess, appeal of Sharon Moore. And so to see him step into a situation like that and carry the team as the head coach for a brief period there, 
Um, you know, not not entirely, but there on Saturdays. Um, yeah, I mean that was a that was a good look, and obviously showed the rest of the world who maybe didn't know of just how important Sharon Moore was to that program and how much the players loved him and all of those different types of things, and maybe opened some people's eyes to like who's this and 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 the fact that he is one of the bright young coaches out there, and now he's got it all to himself, and it'll be very uh, fun to watch see how he continues to build off of now what is a national championship team and to follow that up. But he's, he's stepping into some awfully big shoes. He knows that. Everybody knows that. And he seems ready for it. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to see what he can do now with that job. And, and Michigan's got that uh, natty drought off their back. Um, you know, start back at zero, and, and they've got that to go and use on the recruiting trail moving forward. So as good of a time as any, even though the pressure's as high as it's ever been. You know what's interesting? I'll never forget what John King told me. When they won the state championship, first time, Who's former John coach at Longview High School. Yes. He is coach at Longview High School, Haynes' father, that they had not won a state title since 1937. They won it, and Pat Collins, who hired him to come to Longview from Louisiana, said, enjoy it now because now the pressure even now mounts. You, Oh, my God, I can't wait. Can we finally win when you do? And it actually, can you withstand what will be even more pressure because people expect it. Retired stockbroker, thank you for the super chat on everyone being back together again. Also, Big 12 Media Days. Mike Craven, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, saying July 9th and 10th is what they're being told. It will be. We'll go back to Vegas for that uh, at uh, some time in the summertime. And also, here's a way to kind of sum up college football. This is from Solid Verbal on Ohio State. So as of like six weeks ago, UCLA's coach will call plays for Ohio State that involve Alabama's center, Snapping to a Kansas State quarterback who will hand it to an Ole Miss running back. That's kind of where we are now in college football. I saw that just a few days ago. Garrett, thanks for bringing that one in uh, to the uh, way we wrap up the show. Yeah, and I I agree. It's not bad. It's not great, though. It just is what it is. Um, I I, I feel that in my bones. That's kind of how I feel about a lot of it, too. I don't love necessarily a lot of it. I don't despise it either it just kind of is what it is so you you play the game by the rules that are out there and those are the rules right now is that you can have a team come together the way that that has come together for Ohio State as odd as that is uh to to see unfold the way that it did but yeah that's a that's a interesting way of looking at it and spot on I bet there's like 50 of those examples all throughout college football Garrett Ross thank you Jack McKenzie thank you it's glad to be it's, it's nice to be back we have uh, a, a, I thought of a very productive trip in Las Vegas. Uh, one day I'll write a book about Garrett Emery and Paul Catalina. Uh, for everyone that's in the chat room, text today. Thank you for Craig Smoke and Paul Catalina, for our sponsors every day that help us do what we do on 365 Sports. And, of course, you again, the audience. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe. Back tomorrow, triple option at 1.00. And also tomorrow we'll be on the Everett 3 and Sports Tonight on the CW at 10.30. Good night. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.